In uh, this week, in Parshas Balak, there is a very unique conversation in this parsha that was never duplicated in all of human history. It's the conversation between Bilam and his donkey, the Asan. No other donkey, in, or, or animal for that matter, in history ever spoke or ever will speak. And this uh, particular miraculous nature of Bilam's uh, donkey was prepared well in advance. It was the last few moments of creation of Bria Shemayim Baretz, during Beit HaShemashis, just before everything was done, Pia Asan, the mouth of the donkey, was was created. And uh, it would seem that being that it was those last things that were like hopped in, you know, that Hashem grabbed in for the last, just, just to, to finish off creation, it seems like that, that was a finishing touch. That was like the cherry on the top for the Bria Shemayim Baretz. It was what was necessary to bring the creation to its true perfection. And one of them was the mouth of this donkey, the ability that this donkey had to speak. And it's interesting, how is that? The 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 pinnacle, the, 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 the completion, the perfection of creation. So what exactly happened? Bilam is riding his donkey, and he's not successful getting where he's trying to get to. First the donkey goes off the trail. Then they're in a place that it can't go off the trail, so it bangs his leg against the wall in an effort to try to get off the trail. Finally, they're in a place that can't go anywhere, and the donkey is confronted by the mouth. It just makes a pit stop and won't go any further. So at that point, Bill was getting very angry at his donkey. The donkey speaks out, speaks up, and he has this speech. His speech is, "Hey, Billum, why are you hitting me? <laughs> I'm your donkey. I've always served you well. Why did you hit me these three times?" And that's the whole speech, and it was prepared 2,500 years in advance. I think it's the, the, the most preparation any speech ever got. And that's it. That's, that's the donkey's big saying. That's the historic uh, uh, statement that the donkey makes. And um, Bilam, seemingly unimpressed by this very unique turn of events, he gets into an argument with his donkey, and he says, What do you mean? You humiliated me. Uh, the Sayer of Meir Soloveitchik, the youngest son of the Briskarovs, the Tzal, he once went to visit his father, Erev Shabbos, and the Briskarov was being Maver Sedra, he was doing Shnayim Mikra, he was learning the Pasha, and he was learning Pasha's Balak. And as he walks in, the, he tells, he turns to his son, uh, Meir, and he says, Meir, look what's going on over here. Look how low a person can sink. He needs the respect of a donkey. He says, you know, she said to him, the donkey said to him, what did I do to you? And he finds it necessary to answer, to argue, and to justify himself. Who is he arguing with? He's arguing with a behemoth. And, that, and that's, what, that's what happens over here with this whole, you know, historic speech. So what was the purpose of this miracle? Why was this such an important miracle? Now there is Chazal, there's a Medrash, and the Ramban also expounds on it. And the Medrash says the point was to demonstrate that a person's mouth and a person's tongue is not in their control. Bilam was about to go and try to curse Kaliostral, and this was going to be impressed upon him very, uh, very clearly that he's not in control of his speech and he can't choose to curse Kaliostral if Hashem doesn't want. And this was the message that the Pihah was was, was um, demonstrating to him, that the donkey can speak if Hashem wants, and the donkey doesn't speak when Hashem doesn't want, and the human will speak if Hashem wants, and if Hashem doesn't want, the human can't speak either. That's the message, that's what Ramban says, that's what Medrash says, that's the message of this donkey. Now, you know, it seems like it's an important message, it's certainly an important message for Bilam at the time, but how, again, is this a message that the Torah recorded for all of Klal Yisrael, requiring a miracle that happened at the last moments of creation, what is the real message here? What is the real uh, important lesson that we need to take from this to understand like, how this completes Shemayim Baratz, how this completes all of creation, that this donkey could speak? What is donkey saying? What was, what was being taught here? 
So, <clears throat> if uh, so, I took a lot of this from the Sefer Blavavi Mishkan Evnem. He's a beautiful writes about this concept, but he says, if a person wants to understand, am I being successful in Amuna? Am I growing in Amuna? Am I, am I getting better at it? Am I believing in Hashem more? He says, if you want to measure that, the best way to measure that is to evaluate your anger and frustration. How angry do you get and how frustrated do you get? Things don't go your way, right? Things don't work out. Um, are you just as annoyed and as frustrated as before you started working on Amuna? then you haven't accomplished all that much yet. <laughs> yeah, keep on going at it. Uh, if you're successful at Amuna, if Amuna is having an effect upon us, if we are truly believing in Hashem's hand, then we should not be getting as angry. It should be ha- helping us control our frustration and our feeling of helplessness. It should be having that effect upon us. Now, what brings us generally to anger, right? So, things, when things don't go our way. And there are many different levels of this, right? There's low level of frustration when you can't find your keys. That's not so terrible, right? You can deal with that. But then there's a much higher level of frustration when you can't find your keys because someone took it and deliberately hit it, right? That makes you much more frustrated. That makes you much more angry. So, let's divide this into two con- uh, categories. There's one when the situation just doesn't go our way, and then there's another one when there's a person at fault. Someone did something to us, right? The first one is you wake up in the morning, you're trying to make carpool, you're trying to get to your job, and there's a traffic jam. You just you can't get there on time. Very frustrating. It can ruin your whole day. It can get you very angry. But who are you angry at? You're angry that there is traffic, but you're not angry at the traffic, right? That's not something to be angry at. There's no one that you can actually blame in this particular case. So you're angry at the situation, and there it's much easier to start working and understanding the the point of Amuna, the place it has in our lives, and how it can be utilized to help us control that emotion and to be more calm and recognize, look, this is where Hashem wants me to be, this is where how long Hashem wants it to take, and with practice and with work, we can internalize that, and it can help us control that frustration, that anger. But, then there's another level, and that is when someone damages us, right? Someone sideswipes our car, someone's very mean to us, insults us, is, is deliberately malicious towards us, and that really hurts us and bothers us and ruins us, ruins our day, ruins our week sometimes. There it's much harder to take away the blame from that person, the frustration towards that person, the anger towards that person, and temper it with the feeling of Amuna that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that set up this situation. We have someone to get angry at. Now, in both these situations, the, the underlying concept is the same. We're being frustrated and, and things are not working out our way. But when someone is involved, it's much harder for us to look away and say, okay, it's Hashem's doing this and not him. No, no, no. He's doing this and he's doing it to me. So, <clears throat> you know, when, when we look at what happened with Bilam, so there's two levels to this. First is, Essentially, his donkey was the situation. <laughs> it wasn't a person, right? It was his car, and his car was breaking down on him. It wasn't, uh, it was crashing into the wall, and it was stopping, and it was just, you know, he brings it to the mechanic, can't figure out what's wrong with it. That was his problem. That was a situational problem. You don't get angry at your car. You get angry at your situation. And that's what Bill did. He got angry at his situation. And then the donkey started talking. And then he became a person. He did this deliberately. Now he could get angry at the donkey. Now the first step, Bilam was just getting angry. 
And there the Torah demonstrates to us that eventually Bilam recognized what's going on over here, and he saw there's a malach, and he became very clear that Hashem was trying to stop him, so he's not going to get angry at Hashem. That's pointless. He understood that well, Hashem had a very good reason for what he was doing. That helped him survive the situation. But when he started talking to his donkey, that he get very angry at his donkey, eventually he killed his donkey. So he didn't get over his donkey. That he didn't, he wasn't able to deal with. But there, and specifically there, was what HaKadosh Baruch Hu was coming to teach us and it was the thing that completed the, the, the Bria Shemayim of Arts, and that is that there's nothing that Hashem doesn't control. The donkey speaking and a person speaking. If a person speaks maliciously to us, and it doesn't mean we don't have, we have to stand for it, it doesn't mean we have to, to take it. Yes, we have to react, and there's, there's proper reactions to take, and there's, there's things that we can do to protect ourselves, and to, to, uh, to, to, to if, if necessary, discipline the other person. That's all true. But we're talking about how angry do we get, how frustrated do we feel, and how much do we direct it towards that person, our emotion. If we have true amuna, then the, what Hashem is demonstrating here with the donkey is that it doesn't make a difference who talks to you, what their Bechira was, that's their story. Hashem works that out. Their Bechira is their story. They talk to you, they hurt you, they had an effect on us. That is between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we can temper that by us understanding and having that amuna, having that faith, having that realization. And that was the perfection of Shemayim Aretz. That there's nothing in Shemayim Aretz that isn't directly controlled by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashkacha Pratis, exactly as he wants it to happen to the last iota of a person speaking. And that's why it was so important to have the Pia Asan created 2,500 years in advance to give this little speech and to demonstrate that nothing is outside of Hashem's control, including the thing that our natural reflex tells us that, no, this is not Hashem, this is this person who's insulting me. This is not, you know, this is our, it's our instinct, it's our nature to blame it and to, to have the whole full force of our anger towards that person. No, it's not. It's HaKadosh Baruch Hu setting this up. And that is the message that was and so intrinsic, so important for us to learn and for it to be it to be in existence just before the last moments of Riyas Shemayim Ba'ara so that we can appreciate that and recognize how we need to work on our Amunah so that it can affect every aspect of our daily lives and help us cope and help us have the emotional strength to be able to to uh, overcome these frustrations and these angers and recognize where it's truly from and what it's meant to teach us and how it's meant to show us how to lead our lives. Have a good night and a wonderful Shabbos.